0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Welcome back to 109 episodes of Michael and Benjamin's podcast in the tiny room. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast and I'm joined by the man who in a surprise twist turned out to be not that bad all along. It's Benjamin. Again, with the strange backhanded compliments, but okay. Yeah, yeah because fair what enough. I'm saying is everybody thought you were a bad bloke, but then...
1: I, I actually am, in just a nice bloody, to
0: you. In a bloody surprise twist. And your good lady friend. I'm just right. not mean to you too, Benjamin. Yes. Your opinion of my good lady friend has decreased greatly today. When you found out that she's really enjoying a season six of Agents of Shield, yeah, and also I got a sick burn um, from
1: your good lady friend today. She she absolutely wrecked my life. Yeah, um, but yeah, bloody she can't wait for the next episode. I just look. I just thought she was a woman of
0: taste and caliber. And no, and she loves Agents of Shield. No, she loves Agents of Shield. You know what else she loves? Ben. Go on. When you insert the theme music. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have any music
1: But I hope someone will make some up for us I don't want to name any names Rachel, I hope it's
0: Rachel Oh, funny. That's good. That's <laughs> very good. Benjamin, what? In this week's news, yeah. um, there's been a Twitter backlash about the Punisher.
1: Oh, I bet it's a
0: police officer acting the Mick. It's uh, some police... up Ben, look, I don't really care about American politics. Get out of here, American politics. You're going to really but, uh, hate this week's Collecting Issues episode. Oh, very then. good. Excellent. <laughs> um, it's about an American cop man. A chief cop man, maybe a chief of the cops. the chief of the cops. Chief Lieutenant of Cops. A hard-ass lieutenant on the grind. And he has asked people to tweet or Insta the Punisher blue line symbol in support of some officers who are being investigated for something. Fuck off. Ben, I've only half read this story, really. Yes, I can can (laughs) tell.
1: Um, No, it's interesting that uh, um, you mentioned this because uh, two weeks ago in the Punisher comic, Mm -hmm. there was a rather meta reference Mm. to this phenomenon in the thing where the Punisher is talking to some officers. Mm -hmm. And he spots his logo on the car. Yeah, on the police car and he goes what, what the hell is this
0: what's the, what's the, what, what are you doing
1: guys um, and they go oh well we're just part of a club and then they get him to show him and it's two officers with selfies and you know dressed up like the Punisher with the mm-hmm. t-shirt and he takes the sticker off and he rips it up and he goes if you want a role model model yourselves on Captain America I do what I do for completely different reasons you took an oath don't you dare think that you're like me no because you took the opposite thing, Song so it was a real thing. It was a real middle finger from the people who were writing the Punisher, being Led. like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs>
0: the creative does not really like it. Also, Ben, you know, it. We did a whole episode on this once, but we can't remember. We, we which can't remember which episode was. we did. So, what you should do is listen to all the microphones. Episode. Maybe skip some of those early ones with the sound. Yeah, they're not so great. But look, listen. Um, As I said then, and I'll say it again now, it reminds me of that Mitchell and Webb sketch where the Germans in black uniforms are wearing the skulls and they say, are we the baddies? Yeah. How do people wearing a Punisher symbol not think they might be the baddies? It's not a good symbol. Like, it's not a symbol of protection, Ben.
1: I remember one day, not so long ago, Michael, where you wore your Punisher t-shirt without thinking. And you went outside and had something of an existential crisis. I did. You said, this isn't very representative of me.
0: I have a shaved head, Ben, and a beard. And uh, I could easily be mistaken for a neo-fascist of some sort. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't the best choice. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I was quite
1: surprised to see you wear it because you're an in-universe merchandise kind of guy.
0: Hmm. Captain America here
1: Yes but that could be In reference to uh, The death of Captain America In the blip
0: He he didn't die Or the snap Well nobody else knows that though Do they Yes they do No
1: surely that was hushed up
0: No we all know that Surely that was hushed to fuck Anyway Ben Speaking of things being hushed up You know what's very interesting Spycraft What's what's that now The craft of spies The craft of spies Espionage (laughs) Thought it was a new game That the kids were playing No no espionage 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 Espionage. Espionage. uh, (laughs) The game of hoods and winks I think I've made that up Definitely. Anyway, it's quite good then, though. Anyway, look, last Wednesday for Wednesday Night Cinema Club, you were afflicted by a severe bout of coward's blood. I, was, I came down most heavily with coward's blood. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, some, a dose of the yellow fever. Yes, the um, yellow belly fever. The yellow belly fever and the coward's blood. <laughs> anyway, you didn't go to see Anna, the film Anna by Luc Besson. No, I didn't. So we had to go without you. Okay. Without you. Without me. Yes. But you, you went with noted friends of the podcast, Jim and Shane. Jim and Shane, yeah. Jim and Shane, friends of the podcast. And we went to see Anna, Ben. Do you remember the film Red Sparrow? Yeah. Did you see that? No. Okay. So it's going to be hard to compare this. Then. There is remember? a great
1: mini video on Red Sparrow made by Michael himself here. Yeah, I made that, remember? Um,
0: if, you, if you want to check it out, that's also on our podcast backlist. <laughs> Imagine if, Ben, the film Red Sparrow... Which you haven't seen, so you'll find it hard to imagine. But imagine. But we'll give it a go. Imagine if the film Red Sparrow lacked the courage of its grim convictions. And then you would have the film Anna. So you could say that Anna came down with a case of coward's blood? I mean, Anna, I found out recently, was made in 2017. Oh. And released in 2019. Oh. And part of the reason that it wasn't released in 2018 was probably because of Red Sparrow. Because they are narratively and thematically almost identical. Oh, but Red Sparrow is a lot more grim, as it should be. uh, Well, should it be? There was a lot of rape in Red Sparrow. There was a lot of rape and a lot of uh, the the sexy bits were suitably grim and she had to put herself through it, kind of uncomfortable. Whereas the sexy bits in Anna were presented as sexy bits. Who's the character that we are Oh Killian Murphy's in it? Killian Murphy's in it, yeah. Uh Dracula himself, Luke Evans. Oh, Luke Evans. Luke yeah. Evans. Um Helen Mirren is in it for some reason. Okay, that's weird. Playing a Russian enda mode. Okay, fair enough. It's very strange. Um the lead isn't her name is what's her name? Anna Lulz? She's a model, model slash actress. Slash Super Spy. Super spy, slash No, the 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 real woman's not a spy, I don't think. Oh. No, I don't think so. Um and it's very, very, very similar to Red Sparrow. Yes. It's about a lady Yes, who gets recruited by the KGB. Mm-hmm. The K, the KGB? The KGB, yeah. It's like, look that bee who stung you, Ben, a KGB. <laughs> Bloody he was a very KGB. Yeah, Ben still got stung, bad about everybody, that. on the neck by a KGB. Anyway, look, <laughs> Ben, what was I saying? That she gets recruited. That's a good joke. She got stung on the neck by the KGB. No, she got recruited by, you got stung on the neck. She got recruited by the KGB. And uh, then she goes off and has some sexy adventures. But every couple of minutes, Ben, it goes three months later, oh, and no. then you see the same events but with extra information. I hate jumps like that. It, the first time it did it, we sat in the cinema going, "Yeah, yeah, we know, we got it. Yeah, she's a spy. We, we know, we know what we're going to see." Um, let's say the first fifteen minutes cu- accumulates. No, yeah, accumulates, accumulates. Accumulates in. Her shooting a guy Culminates Culminates That's the word I'm looking for It's so rare that you tell me a word Yes very rare uh, The first The 15 minutes cul- cul- Say that again Culminates Yeah KGB uh, In I <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the B. Like where were you I'm not saying <laughs> I ain't saying nothing You can't make me talk Don't know why he's a 19 he, Surely he should be Russian rather Buzz than 19, off Yeah yeah, I will n- yet I will not <laughs> tell you I was with friends. I, re- I was with comrades, friends, <laughs> yes. friends, I was with friends. Yes. so why are you asking so many questions of me? <laughs> um what are we doing? KGB No, yeah, so Ben, the first fifteen minutes cumulates as I got that wrong again. Cumulates? No. Culminates. The first fifteen minutes culminates in her shooting a man in the head. And then we see Three months earlier. And it goes back and we see it all happening again. Oh, but sake. But this time with the knowledge that she's a spy. A spia. Oh. A And th- then that's the whole film. <laughs> something happens and then we see it again, but with extra information. And then something happens and then we see it again, but with extra information. The trailers lied to us a bit, Ben. Oh. The trailers told us it was a John Wick, but with a lady. Yes, that's what I understood. It's not a John Wick, but with a lady. There are only two fight scenes and only one of them really had the... The oomph. The oomph in it, which is the, the one in the restaurant where she's kicking a man in the head. Which we see in the trailer. We, which we, Well, we don't see all of it in the trailer. It's okay. a pretty extended fight scene. But also, it's it's no John Wick. The lady who plays Anna is no um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, she is not. Keanu Reeves, she is not. And they make a lot of... You have to make a lot of concessions when you're having a woman who probably weighs about 50 kilos... ...beating up six or seven hundred kilo bodyguards. Very, very big, big men. Yeah. So, like, she'll she'll flip a man by the ankle... ...and he'll do a triple summer assault and land on the table. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How'd you do that? I don't Physics. What kind of physics <laughs> is she working with? Luc Besson physics. Ah, uh, Besson physics. Luc Besson, Ben, is the director behind the film. He's already made it once. It was called La Femme Nikita. Yeah. But now it's back. That's what he makes, though. He just makes sexy... Sexy lady ...sexy lady, films. lady assassin films. Yeah. Um, Another weird thing about it. This was really unsettling. Oh no! It's set in the late eighties, early nineties, like Atomic Blonde. Yes, like the film Atomic Blonde, which was better. which was what I thought it was. Uh, it's 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 Atomic Blonde. It, it takes a weird, bizarre turn for the comedic as well at some points. Um, just very, it's it's very grim and serious for a lot of it, and then they'll do a close up of a man who's supposed to be spying on her, and he's stretching his legs before going for a run but it zooms in on him with a funny little musical note and you go is this a comedy now? That's, but that's
1: that's a classic Besson thing where Besson can't make up his mind.
0: It's uh look it would be hard to call it a good film. Anyway what was What's, I saying? What was the last good film that Luc Besson made? Valerian and the City of a that Thousand was Worlds. It's not a good film. Was that Luc Besson or Jean Reno? No it's Luc Luke, Luc Luke, <laughs> Luke Besson. Um, what was I saying? Yes it's set in the late 80s early 90s but Poor Russian people have laptops and laptops what? with like Windows 97 running on them. And people have Nokia 3310s. That's not accurate. And they download things onto USBs, Ben. The USB standard wasn't invented in 1996. It didn't become widespreadly popular until about 2002.
1: So you're saying that it's really what took you out of this film was, was not the comedic notes or the... Slightly forced perspective with regards to Russian assassins, bodybuilding
0: and KGBs. Yeah. Um, what really took you out of this was anachronisms. <laughs> there were a lot of anachronisms. It was almost set. It was almost set in the, the world of Archer. Where, I, I fucking love Archer Yeah Archer's very good But it felt like it was set In the world of Archer Where it was the 80s But anything that would Cause an inconvenience In doing a 2000s These plot Is glossed Is glossed <laughs> over And like How are we going to get the data And just stick it on a USB It doesn't matter No <laughs> doesn't one's going to know No one's going to care How is she going to delete How is she going to delete The CCTV footage is she going to delete the tapes now? Nah, just take out the hard drive. Like, there weren't no hard drive CCTV in nineteen you lie to me, Hatcher. <laughs> you bloody liar! But anyway, it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's not. She's a very attractive lady. The lady who's in the and I mean, I think that, that's
1: all Luke Besson has going for him in movies these days.
0: That is the main point. He of it, gets I the feel.
1: it people. Yeah, at the time,
0: I think she'll get another shot, as they say.
1: Will she though? If it was made in two thousand seventeen, has uh, her star not already faded? I don't know. Maybe she or shall was it be the, relaunched?
0: She's a, being a Russian she was a much more convincing Russian than noted non-Russian Jennifer Lawrence. Hmm. So at least the Russian scenes were in Russian.
1: This seems to be a thing with Jennifer Lawrence these days. Go on. Like, for example, the original Mystique is much better, as it noted, noted non-Mystique Jennifer Lawrence. I, do, I don't think Rebecca Romijn Stamos was an actual shapeshifting mutant. But oh, she was. Oh. Yeah, it, it was weird that her career didn't take off more. You'd think she'd be perfect. Or did it, and we just don't know. She No,
0: oh, very good. Shapeshift. But I mean, it did. She's quite famous. She's in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. Everyone, Rebecca Romain, she's very famous. Her career did take off. Well, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delighted. I think she was in... Charlie's Angels, the TV... No, The Witches of Eastwick. Was that a TV series? Oh, it was, yeah. Was she in that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you see the new trailer for Charlie's Angels? Yes, I've been trying to troll, reverse troll, Elizabeth Banks' Twitter account. I have people given her a shit? No, but oh, I, I have been trolling her by saying, give it up with these all-female remakes. No one wants to see them. And only a few people have taken the bait And then when people take the bait I explain to them The joke of the situation Is that Charlie's Angels was always Was always I And I actually will go see the film Because I like action comedies So I've made a few new Twitter friends <laughs> By explaining your bit over and over By explaining the bit To people who get annoyed at me Ah good good It's a very small percentage Of people who are taking the bait Because it's also a very small percentage Of people who I imagine Would accept your response Or yeah, no, respect your explanation People, see, people seem
1: alright with it actually. Um, Yeah it looks interesting Does it? Yeah,
0: mm. it's another sexy ladies doing a thing film. It looks like it's going to be less exploitative though because it has feminists, which is a good thing. It depends on what you want from your Charlie's Angels. Charlie's well. Angels, was, Charlie's Angels was popular not among ladies originally, among dads. Charlie's <laughs> Angels was for dads, right? <laughs> and their dads aren't going to go see this a new one because Kristen Stewart is in it. Well, some dads might go Probably to see not. it. I often think of
1: the uh, the terrible rumors about Lucy Liu and Bill Murray that came out from the mid two
0: thousands. They didn't really? like each other. Yeah, they hated each other. I think they did hate each other. I yeah, know yeah. There are rumors. They just didn't like each These other. Just didn't like each other. I
1: think he said he was the worst actress he'd ever worked with. Oh, huh. which is a bit harsh coming from Bill. They're but both I, still alive, aren't they? But I don't know. Bill Murray's still going strong. Yeah, no harm still done.
0: Doing great work. Lucy Liu is Watson in that in Detective that thing. Watson thing. In that BBC ripoff, so they are both done all right. Yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes me feel better, Michael. Yeah, Thanks are, for that. People are allowed. You don't really keep track of people once they've appeared in the thing.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, in terms of dealing with KGBs, any advice there? Right? Blade, I seem to
0: have, just uh, don't give them any secrets. <laughs> don't give them any secrets because they're speaking give them of, away. speaking, speaking of, of Russians and the KGB. Ben, have you been watching Strange <laughs> Things season three? <sighs> yes,
1: I haven't finished it, but we can go full spoilers. I, I don't.
0: Yeah, it's come on. Ben. I, I don't particularly. It's been out two and a half weeks. It's it's a a weaker season. Disagree wholeheartedly Okay, cool um, Well, that'll be interesting I think it's the best season so far Really? Including the first one Strong statement Yes
1: Cinematically, I think they've really hit a stride Oh,
0: it's, I forgot I was watching television the other yeah,
1: day Yeah, no, cinematically, it's really hit its own stride It's it's incredible that what um, they've done Millie Bobby Brown hasn't changed at all Still Millie Bobby Brown, she's louder this time That's Well,
0: remember, Millie Bobby Brown is a tiny little English woman so Millie Bobby Brown isn't English, is she?
1: She is. It's Millie Bobby Brown English. She's a tiny little English She plays woman. a lot of Americans for she a little does, English woman. But
0: that's what I'm saying. Isn't that amazing that she's done ah. such a good job of creating that character? When well, I'll have to take that back now. She's uh, a bit of a Hermione Granger in real life. Oh. It's like, hello, I'm Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Oh, okay. Hello. She's getting a lot of abuse, which isn't cool.
0: Well, Who's is she getting abuse from?
1: She's getting... Uh, Charlie's so, Angels fans. <laughs> 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 there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening on the internet lately with... It, meme culture and stuff like that and now a new meme format seems to be that people can just take a celebrity's account yeah. and create a fake tweet yeah. and use that as a joke of oh, some that's kind that's good
0: yeah meme culture more like it yeah really.
1: <laughs> I suppose um, and I think what's gone wrong there is that there are a lot of for some reason, people decided to make slightly homophobic tweets under her account oh, as a joke. Oh, yeah,
0: good. Yeah, that's funny.
1: And as you so aptly pointed out in your reverse trolling,
0: some people take the bait. Yeah, some people are... But lack. you're
1: not famous, Michael, so less hey. people are inclined to take the bait. I could be famous. Whereas Millie Bobby Brown yeah. is the Hot Topic item at the moment. And she's getting <laughs> tons, tons a, of Call abuse. a teenage girl an item. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, but she's getting a lot of abuse that is... Unjustly deserved She didn't say anything But people seem to think She said something And they're attacking her Twitter And stuff like that Calling her homophobe And stuff like that Which ah, I think is bare. terrible
0: For a young lady Twitter is a cesspool Of scum and villainy just, just fucking off. Stay out of Twitter oh. Unless you're in Twitter Specifically for that reason <laughs> But, um, Which is the reason Twitter exists. Yeah, it's just for angry people to feel like they matter. Yeah, just yeah. everyone having a shout and they give out about things. Just oh, leave course. alone. Who cares about Twitter? It'll be great when the world ends, won't it? Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's very good. I like how 11L, as she's now called, yeah. is gradually learning to speak. Yeah, it's, it's clipping things together. She's getting uh, closer to full sentences. Still not full sentences, but she's mm. getting closer. Because she was isolated for years. Massively stunted. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a very good series. It's a little bit more slap a stick.
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely a comedy element pushed in. But again, they're embracing the 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 era that they're kind of taking on because we've moved full on 80s now. Yeah, we're, we're we're out of the 70s. No, it was vibes. always 80s, Ben. I'd say. Was, was it always 80s? The 80s. Oh. I mean, Stranger
0: Things was its raison d'etre was to be an 80s homage from the beginning.
1: Fair enough. In that case, season one is the early 80s stuff, and now we're hitting. Peak neon 80s and malls. Back to the future. Malls. Back to the futuring yeah. and sexy lifeguards causing tense situations for people until yeah. they realize they're possessed by a demon
0: entity from another planet or yeah. another dimension. You know, nearly the usual classic. It's classic. like stuff. it's yeah. No, but it is very good. It's very enjoyable. And it, uh, it doesn't, unlike previous years. It doesn't have any slower episodes. There are no there are no lags in the middle.
1: No lost sister fucking episodes oh, that we don't talk about. Oh no, <laughs> not that one. Um, yeah, so we avoided that mm. this year, which is very good stuff. Very good stuff all round. Um, but overall, I think I don't know. Um, I just felt it was missing some of the the umph that the original two had. Look, that's natural. It's the third season. Mm. We're now we're now doing a lot more fan service than we would have been doing prior to that. And we get a bit more of that. I think the Russians are an interesting addition. <laughs> well, the Russians
0: are a key addition. Yeah. The Russians are essentially the baddies this year. It's How far f- in are you?
1: Fine. I'm, only, <laughs> I'm on episode
0: four. Okay. Four. Keep going. It's very good. Keep going. The, yeah, okay. Keep Finish going. it up. It's very good. Finish it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Ra- wrap it up there. Wrap it up, uh, up. No, it's
1: interesting to see all those reactions, the relationship building, that mm. kind of thing. Um, Finn Wolfhard yes. has his own clothing line. Does he? Yeah. I nearly bought a t-shirt until I checked the name. Always check the name, Michael. And then I was well, like, I'm not wearing a Stranger Things t-shirt. That's strange. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm a bigot.
0: <clears throat> oh. Bigoted against what? Stranger Things. That
1: <laughs> seems odd.
0: Finn, you know, Finn.
1: Some people are racist. Some people are sexist. So I don't like Stranger Things.
0: What of the good things about Stranger Things... You just said you do. Yeah, I love no, the I first mean, two seasons. They were pick strange. a bloody character pen and stick with it. <laughs> no. Inconsistency's is my new thing. Um, well, well... <laughs> Is it? Well, it's not that new. Is it new? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, oh God, I hate the summer. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Stranger Things. Very Pay good. What the... are
1: you enjoying about Stranger Things? Because I've spun my wheels there for a few minutes. It's what, very what...
0: good, Ben. It's uh, it's very enjoyable. It's fast moving. There are lots of little twists. Um, you've got unusual character pairings and new interactions. Um, it's not grim and sad. Steve's back. Steve's back. Steve the Hare Harrington. Steve the Hare. Steve, what a guy! Steve is absolutely great. What a mensch! Uh, I mean, they really—they took everything that people liked about season two and said, "Let's make a whole season of that." So people really liked Stephen Dustin.
1: That's what I mean with regards to the the fan service. The writers are really like, "Okay, we have an identity now. There are memes being made about our character pair. Like, we can just lean into this now mm. and really give mm. it a push." Because like the first season is very much like, "Okay, we have to make a name for ourselves. This is a big risk for Netflix." Blah 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 blah. But. Then we get to season two and it's like, okay, we're hitting a stride now. Now we can do our own thing a little bit more, push Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um, And I think season three is just really the logical thing of, well, people love us. Let's give them what they want.
0: I think season two is the weakest season because of what you just said, that they didn't really do their own thing. They did more of the same thing in season two. Season three feels a little different. The Mind Flayer. Well, the Mind Flayer was in season two as well, obviously. but
1: Well, not very towards the end though, wasn't it? it well, it was,
0: it was the looming threat of yeah. the whole season that never really paid off. The Mind Flayer is just this evil consciousness from the other... It is a really horrific D&D down.
1: character, though. Mind Flayer. They're all from D&D, as you know. When you have like, the Demogorgon and stuff like that, they're all from D&D, D&D listing books. But the Mind Flayer is a particularly terrifying entry into the... What does he the do? Canon. He literally takes over people's minds That's what he does That's why he's called the Mind Flayer And, and he makes them do finger,
0: horrific things Like sticks their finger up their own
1: butt uh, Yeah I mean I guess he does stuff like that yeah. uh, It's like a mystical a Purple creep. Man from Jessica Jones um, But yeah so it's interesting that we have all these possession arcs And things like that coming through in the,
0: the new season Ben look shut up for a second Sorry yeah go on Spider-Man on a track Spider-Man from Far From Home it's on track to make a billion, a billion dollars. I'm glad you finished your sentence because I thought you were having a stroke there for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! <laughs> it's going to. It's probably going to make a billion dollars at the box office. That's big, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, how it much did they spend on it. Relatively little. Oh. It's one of the cheapest superhero films to make so far from Marvel. Good for him. Yeah, well, they didn't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, I think that it does helps help. to the tune of about fifty million. So, yeah, it, it, I think it made it cost about fifty million less to make well, than. That's then Homecoming That's a saving mm. Mm. And it's going to make a billion That means every film That Marvel have released this year Has it, made at least a billion Is a topper yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird It's time for cultural he- Hegemony And this is only two weeks in Isn't it? Like three. Is only, oh, is it three now? Yeah Three now I went to see it again Michael Did you? As you know Well you are contributing to it um, I didn't know that
1: Did I know that? Uh, well I, I uh, To do with something That's not to do with this oh, podcast yeah. yeah there we go yeah, yeah, um, I went to see it again yeah. Bloody good second viewing very enjoyable, very easy to watch a second
0: time, Michael. Mm. Very easy well, to watch a second time. Not terribly narratively complex. No, but I think not that- as narratively complex as the film Anna.
1: <laughs> Three months later, yeah. um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Just oh, what a guy. He's a real. Prick, what a isn't man! He? I, it's so amazing to watch that transition from villain to to hero a second time because um, he plays it. So, or sorry, that transition from hero to villain uh, a second time. He plays it so well because he's a real slimy slimeball. But he isn't at the beginning. He's a real goody good, goody good, good good two shoes.
0: But that's how that's how slimy a slimeball he is. Yeah, he's real
1: goody good shoes. Neck in the grass.
0: So Ben, on a second viewing, then, how do you think the scene where he flies up and talks to Peter about being a superhero? How did he achieve that?
1: That's a good question, isn't it? Because we don't hmm. know. But judging from the fact that Peter can be completely fooled by um, by the illusions, it's perfectly plausible that he may have just transitioned in from behind him. Just stepped in from On behind, the roof. Yeah. Covered and by a hologram. Slotted, covered by a hologram. Because, because a hol- the holograms are essentially MacGuffins in the, the Spider-Man movie where um, you don't have to deal... With the reality of what a hologram would actually do. And he seems to be able to do just about anything with the illusions yeah, with the that he puts up. Remember, he masks an entire train so that Peter steps on the track and gets...
0: Well, he masks the entire world, essentially, when yeah. Peter's in the brain prison.
1: So I think, you know, he can pretty much get away with whatever he likes. What a prick. Yeah, what a prick. The internet's uh, all all a flutter about the, the fact that it does... Uh, Peter have Spider Man sense, and he's like, "Yes, he does." It just
0: he definitely does. It's called Peter Tingle. He definitely
1: does. It's called the Peter Tingle. Also, we see it in Infinity War. I um, heard a good theory.
0: Go on. That the Iron Spider suit and even that's the star- my theory. Is that your theory?
1: I gave you that last week. Was that you? Yeah. I thought I heard the that somewhere else. Dampening his Spider. Get the fuck, oh, fuck get out of that? here! That was me. Go listen to the episode. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> I
0: heard it theory Get the
1: fuck. Well, that's
0: good. Get that's the, the fuck. first time you've ever said something that I've gone. Oh, that's good. I might steal that for myself. Oh, you prick. Ben, shut up for a second. (laughs) No, don't. You were a boldie all along, you son of a bitch. Yeah, so (laughs) Mysterio. Wow, you took that compliment poorly, didn't (laughs) you? Ben, Mysterio, he turned out to be a boldie (laughs) the whole time he was a boldie. Isn't isn't that interesting?
1: Isn't it just. uh, And it got us thinking, Michael. It got us thinking here at the Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Is it the Michael and
0: Benjamin's podcast?
1: Uh, it got us thinking at the Michael and Benjamin's podcast. have done it again. You've <laughs> said the same
0: thing. I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, uh,
1: it got us thinking at the podcast. Yeah. Or the tiny room. Or the but tiny room. Um, www. About the many, Bjork. many Tom. times that we've had an L. Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Yeah. A twist. Um, a yeah. twist. What a twist. A man who's um, a boldy. So we were thinking. Or a lady this. who was a boldie. Very often the case. Uh, 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 a honey trap. Yeah. Or a femme fatale. Yeah. Um, and I think. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of trace this this trope as it goes back. It comes by many names. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a he was a bad guy all along. He's the kind of modern yeah. one that we deal with a lot. But the classic one is wolf in sheep's clothing, and mm-hmm. um, and then you have, as you said yourself, the noir trope of the femme fatale or the well,
0: the femme fatale is a different thing, Ben. Uh, Oh okay That's just a sexy lady Isn't it
1: Well no It it has some elements Of this bad all along Thing It depends on how well played The femme fatale was Mm. Um, One of my first experiences With this trope In general Was GoldenEye With Pierce Brosnan Go on Um, Well as you know Alex uh, Alec Treval Is it Trevalian Yeah Alex Trevelyan, who Dean. Irish people knew from the start was a bad egg, because Trevelyan's in Irish history have not been good for us. No, but we Lance. knew instantly. But uh, I didn't at the time because I was about eight. Eight? No, you were younger than me. That came out maybe seven. I think you weren't born when Goldeneye came out. No, I definitely was. I don't think you were. You keep spinning your wheels was. there. 1991 no is when I was born. Well, I think that came out in 1998. Goldeneye. Yeah, I think so.
0: You keep spinning. I'm your wheels going to keep spinning my wheels. But
1: anyway, the first time I was ever experienced with this was. Um, Alec uh, Trevelyan, and he 1995 he was okay so I was very young but I saw it later on RTE RTE on the, the Saturday night big movie Radio the big Television. big movie when they had um, a break in it for the
0: news yeah exactly yeah, god right.
1: it was awful but um, broadcasting standards in Ireland that's just very, top very class yeah. um, and I remember seeing the big reveal where he walks up in the strange Russian propaganda graveyard mm-hmm. and I was like <gasps> He was a. Body. And I didn't understand it, and I was like, apparently I was very annoyed with my dad. I was like, "No, he can't be, because he was a good guy." And I didn't understand that sometimes people aren't always good. Yeah, Michael. sometimes they're pretending. My they're my bloody. little my little eight year old self was just there, going, "No, no, not possible. No, he was a good guy. Can't can't change."
0: But now he's a bad guy. Can't
1: change. But now he's a bad guy.
0: What? Now hold on a second. Yes, I don't really remember Goldeneye that well. That's okay. But was was Sean Bean? Was he a bad guy all along? He was. Or did he, was he, did he start as a good guy and turn bad?
1: No, no, no. His parents were Cossacks who were murdered. um, And then he was taken by MI6. Yeah. And trained. Right. But he only sat through the training so he could plan his revenge with the skill set that he needed. He explained all this in a monologue. Classic Bond monologue. Yeah. For the villain. Then he got pushed off a big giant satellite. Yeah and uh, that was that he was great though he had a lot of scarring and stuff it was a good transition I liked that transition because they marked him as evil very often disfigurement follows the evil trope oh that's um, nice in, well it's just how it's how television works Michael we we automatically assume bad guys are disfigured and ugly Um, and he gets a, a good bit of scarring from a James Bond moment mm. Um, and uh, it's good to see that transition he was a very handsome man prior to that
0: he was Sean Bean
1: yes he's still handsome now I suppose yeah I, I well, like Sean Bean.
0: Alex Trevelyan's dead. Yeah, he's he's long gone. He's, breeze, long gone. he's long gone into a satellite dish. So that was
1: that was my first experience with that trope, Thank Michael. Um and you asked me an interesting question of, of where that trope comes from. The first time you you have a history of literary training, remember. I do, I do. I went to university my yeah, T uh, Trinity <laughs> College, I believe. Fuck you. Where you studied the arts. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I okay, it's cancelled. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, the first time the wolf in sheep's clothing metaphor is used is in the Bible. The Bible? Of all bloody places. A great work of fiction. Yeah, a great work of... One of the top class works of fiction that has really shaped the world. Go on. You'll probably do an episode on that in the future. Um, but yeah, it's one of Jesus' teachings. Beware wear the wolf in sheep's clothing. Is it? Um, yeah, it's one of Jesus' teachings in the Bible. Um Later it came up uh, through various Shakespearean things. Um, I, th- I think they're a little bit more racist. There's a couple of Jewish things thrown oh, in there good Shakespeare. to do with Shylocking and that kind of thing. Go on. Um, well, Shylock pretends to be a friend but he never had any intention to Antonio in The Merchant of Venice. Um, and uh, in two ways that play is very important. One, it shows that Jews were human beings, which wasn't very representative of how they were played in London society at that time. It's mm-hmm. so a lot of bloody bigotry, uh, racial stereotyping, and Jew bashing, for lack of a better word, Classic going on London. in plays of that time. But Shakespeare took the first kind of attempt at making him into a human character. But basically, um, Shylock offers Antonio a deal mm-hmm. so that he can earn money for his true love. Um, Who's but his true love? His, I can't, oh, Portia. Oh, Porsche he like has to pretend cart. he has to be <laughs> he has to pretend to be a uh, a richer man than he is and he comes to Are
0: you thinking of Aladdin? No. I think you're thinking of no, the film Aladdin. No.
1: You're, you're thinking of the film Aladdin. I am, yeah. stole that pretty much in the way indeed. that the Lion King stole is, Hamlet. Oh. Um but it Rather than uh, a treacherous Jew being at the end of the plot, there was a big blue genie mm. in that one. And he didn't actually take his pound of flesh.
0: No, but the genie was nice. Yeah,
1: but the concept with Shylock was that he would always give this deal to Antonio and always have him fail to repay the deal. He knew from start to finish that the deal would fall through, and oh, that Antonio prick. would make no money, and that he would be able to exact his pound of flesh. Um, so that's that's kind of where that really strong trope of he was a bad guy all along. Oh. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, then that's where that kind of fails because it turns out that the highly racist society of Venice at that time um, then went and gave it to the Christian anyway. The Jew didn't get his re- revenge. So, you know. What? I've never read this play. It's a great play. What happens? Oh, you'd love it. Um, so basically, because Jews are so trodden on, he has an airtight contract that requires a pound of flesh in payment if he fails to make the financial payment. And a pound of flesh will kill any man if you cut it off his body. Um, but Will it? Shylock, it goes through the court system because he's a Christian. That's why he hates him. It's a Jew versus Christian thing. There's a whole whole back history to that. Hmm. We don't have time to get into it today. But basically, that's what happens. Um, But it turns out that the court system is never going to let a Christian... It's kind of like a white guy versus a black guy in court in the United States these days. Works. Are we going to... No, okay. no we're All right. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how that works, and that's kind of where that came from. And then, as you so aptly pointed out, Michael Noir has done an awful lot for the wolf and sheep's clothing trope.
0: Well, it's it's a very common twist, isn't it's it? Very, what it is now, it's it's. Uh,
1: fair bog standard twist but the, 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 per, the person you bloody thought was a goodie turns out to be a baddie Orson Welles' third man is a great example of that never He's seen spends, it oh my god Michael um, he spends his whole life or he spends the, his whole trip looking for his friend who's disappeared mm-hmm. um, and married, oh I have a seen a man it. called Harry Lime it's Harry Lime I think yeah um, and it turns out that he was a real dickbag all along yeah he, yeah.
0: Was, he was but I thought when you said that your first exposure to the twist of the that was a baddie all along was going to be Ace Ventura Pet Detective.
1: That was a real twist.
0: Uh, yeah. In Ace Ventura Pet Detective, the lady turned out not to be his friend. Not a good lady at all. No. That happened in a lot of Jim Carrey movies. Jim Carrey seems to have a thing where women turn out to be evil. The mask as well. Do you remember the little reporter girl who turns him over to the, the mobsters? Yeah, that also happens. Yeah. Although... Yeah, Jim Carrey doesn't trust women. I don't think Jim Carrey wrote either of those. Probably so not. He's probably fine. Probably not. He's probably, probably. okay. He
1: probably, probably. trusts women. Yeah,
0: um, but maybe not. Ben, in honor of today's twist, I watched, or of today's topic about twist, I watched a film by the the two thousands master of the twist, and your favorite director to pronounce. M. Night Shyamalan. No, 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 no. <laughs> Very good. Go yes, I didn't watch The Sixth Sense, Ben. Because The Sixth Sense does have a twist, obviously. No. But it doesn't have a twist where someone is revealed to be the baddie all along. Yeah, he wasn't a boldie all along. I, I know which film you're talking about. Go on. It's bloody unbreakable. Lady in the... Wa- <laughs> It's Unbreakable <laughs> No it, it is Unbreakable Okay <laughs> I was like Okay uh, no, I watched Unbreakable I watched Unbreakable yesterday Ben Unbreakable is from a 2000 I think uh, From a 2000 mm. I would have been 9 years old My favourite thing about Unbreakable Ben Is in the film Unbreakable Samuel L. Jackson's character is supposed to be about 30 But in real life Samuel L. Jackson is 50 Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson plays a lot younger than he is he, That fits though he, he's, he's got a real young face He has a useful face about him Yeah Because he's born in the 70s no way Or the, maybe the late 60s but That's a long time ago Yeah No that, that's That's not the actor That's the character Oh sorry Real Samuel L. Jackson Was born in the 50s I think Holy shit Or maybe even the late 40s Holy shit 48 Oh my goodness He's so old Oh god damn <laughs> World War
1: 3 was only over For three years Two Two years No World War 2 No
0: World War 3 oh, <laughs> 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 You bloody dumbass Yeah <laughs> But anyway, Ben, if you remember, you probably don't remember. But if you remember when Unbreakable came out, it was lauded as the first good comic book film, the first comic book film that was art. Really? Yeah. Gas. I know because it's not really a comic book film, no, is not it? At all. It's a comic book film by someone who doesn't really understand comic books. You could say that about a lot of M. Night Shyamalan's films
1: because the last Airbender was. A cartoon film About someone who doesn't understand cartoons
0: Yeah Um, The film Devil The Devil is in the Lift Was about a man It was about a devil being in the lift By a man who doesn't understand how lifts work Or devils Or devils apparently (laughs) Um, I don't think it was called The Devil is in the Lift But it probably is You know what I mean Yeah Um, What am I talking about? Don't know Yes Twist Unbreakable (laughs) Unbreakable Ben one of the funny things is, in Unbreakable, Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson, his mother gives him a comic book a comic at book. the start because his bones break very easily, you remember. Yeah, he's a real breakable little guy. And he doesn't want to go outside. And his mother lures him outside by putting a comic book on a bench and saying someone will take it if you don't go out and get it. And that's how she gets him to go out and interact with the world. So he mm. only, he can only interact with the world through the medium of comic books. Oh, it's his saving grace, so to speak. But it's also, like, leads into the whole idea of everyone who reads comics being some sort of mad comic book recluse. Said so the two men sitting in a tiny room surrounded by action figures who
1: do this every week with a...
0: Yeah, but we've got active social lives. Kind of. I we've, also, we've been to the cinema. <laughs> we've uh, been to the cinema. Well, I with... know people who aren't you. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I don't know. Are you know. sure? <laughs> I don't know. It could be just you in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> it could be holograms. I've been playing your whole life. <laughs> what was I saying? Um... Yes, his mother gives him the first comic book and says, This one has a surprise ending. Oh. And it gives him a little wink. And oh. then you know that the movie, The Unbreakable, the film Unbreakable is going to have a surprise ending. Classic Shamalian, Winky Wink. Shyamalan. Shamalian.
1: Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan.
0: Shyamalan. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Oh, we are.
1: Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what was I saying? <sighs> what a twist. Oh, yeah. So. um. The, the the movie, Ben, it's not as good as I remember. It's very slow.
1: It is very slow. It's I very, distinctly very slow. remember
0: that. And it's it's really built entirely around its twist because the the it doesn't really per se have a plot. No. It, well, there is a plot, but it's not a plot driven film. It's a rambly it's, plot. It's but the plot's irrelevant. The 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 reason to watch the film is the mystery of watching David brent trying to figure out that's the office isn't it? (laughs) yeah i can't remember bruce willis's character's name david brent trying to figure out if he's a superhero or not that's it that's the mystery and it's a character piece the fun of the film is watching him like knocking on his wife's bedroom door at midnight and going can you remember the last time i was sick and then they look at each other like no i can't remember can you remember and he's like no i don't remember either isn't that weird and she's like, "No, what's weird is you're not. Fuck off, David. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Dave." And then he's like, "How many weights can I put on this thing? Put all the weights on it, and let's let's see if I can do." Now get some paint cans. To put yeah. those on too. Yeah. and that's it. That's the that's the point of that film. The point yeah. of the film is figuring out if he's unbreakable or not. And then there's Once, a weird serial killer. Yeah, then he fights a serial killer. He beats up the serial killer, and that's the end of it. Then and water's his big weakness. Yeah. It's a pretty big weakness. It's a pretty huge weakness. But pretty M. like likes water as a weakness. He does. He, it's his favorite. He also liked water as a weakness in Signs, and water was also very important. in Lady in the Water, mm, shockingly. Yeah, weirdly enough. Uh, but the, yeah. Anyway, the twist, Ben, is that Mr. Glass, his friend and confidant, who is a little bit sinister anyway, but turns out to be the one behind all the accidents that have been killing everyone.
1: Dun, dun,
0: dun. Dun. But the strange thing about that twist, Ben, it's in the last scene. Yeah, it's I right at the end. I didn't remember that Yeah, from, no. from previous viewings. It so goes all the way to the bottom. It doesn't impact the rest of the plot. It's not like uh, Spider-Man where he then fights him and and resolves a, all a this. A new yeah. It's just like, ah, it was me. I did it, you prick. But I did it to find out if you were unbreakable or not. And now you are.
1: And you are. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. The, uh, the, the sequel to that film, Glass, was shite. I haven't seen it I watched it recently Terrible film Anyway Moving on from there oh, This trope on, has we? been Massively popular For many many years Michael go I on. think one of the ones Probably who's been getting A little bit of heat for it Lately is Disney Disney seemed to do this All the time Go on um, I think probably The most recent example in, in most people's minds Is Frozen Where Let it go The the charming prince Turns out to be <gasps> A real dick bag. Yeah, um, he's snatching some power instead. And mm. then we see it again in um, Rapunzel, Mother Gothel, the woman that Rapunzel has trusted her entire life as her mother, turned out to be a real dick bag. She was a witch, wasn't she? So, yeah, the audience knew that the whole time, but Rapunzel didn't, so it broke her little heart. Mm. Um, but this goes way, way back, Michael, to um, a little 2000s ditty called Atlantis, the first animated Disney film that didn't have any sing-alongs. Um, involved in it And it turns out That Milo's entire team Is a team of mercenaries Hellbent upon Pillaging now, hold on Who's Milo? Milo was the The central uh, Protagonist In Atlantis He's a nerdy little
0: fella Are you thinking of the f- of Are you thinking of the film uh, Treasure Island But tre- Treasure Planet I think you're thinking of the film Treasure no, Planet No you're thinking of the film Treasure Planet I'm thinking
1: of the film Milo or Milo No I'm thinking of the film Atlantis The no. Lost Empire By right. Disney um, And what am I thinking of again? Uh, you were thinking of cultural appropriation, the film. What's oh no, culture? I'm thinking of cultural appropriation, the film. Sorry, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, um, but generally speaking, you're thinking of Treasure Planet, the other failed Disney animated. Was
0: Treasure Planet, Disney?
1: Yeah, it was the last kind of push towards their hand drawn animation style of things. Yeah, it was and half hand drawn, half
0: it CG. Failed horribly. It's quite good. I watched it the other week. Yeah, but it flopped massively. It has a twist as well. But what, if what's you, the twist? Well, the twist is it Long John Silver. The, yeah, the cook is the. The villain all along.
1: Yeah, but if anybody read Treasure Island previously. Or to has that, heard of the character Long John Silver. Or has heard of the character Long John Silver, that would have fit just fine. But yeah, it's a good example of it. Um, but it turns out all the, the mercenaries in Milo's little troop that he goes exploring Atlantis with yeah. are bloody dickbags, and they want to pillage everything and take everything for themselves. That's pretty common, though, isn't it? In Disney films, certainly, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't know they were mercenaries at the time. He thought they were a, a ragtag. It's, it's interesting. Disney puts a lot of effort into to giving you a red herring. He's like, oh, he's a really decent guy. He's a real good egg. He's a real this. And then it's like, oh, what? He's not a good egg. Shock. Um, I think that's a whole thing that uh that Disney does. There's other examples of it as well. Um, We can see it all over comic books. I think the biggest offender lately was Hydra Captain America.
0: Well, look. Well. 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 As Chris Hemsworth would say. Was it? Was it? Is it, though? I... I contest, Ben, that that's a different trope, because everything that we've discussed so far has been a self-contained story, which was written with a villain in disguise the whole time. Fair. Captain America was a very post-facto twist. That would be like if we decided to do a Buffy season 10 and made it so that Giles was a demon the whole time. That'd be real shitty. Does it count? Can't. No it clearly doesn't count Because it can't. wasn't It wasn't written the whole time For him to be a boldy The whole time That does it's, bring
1: us strongly Into the verse, though Go on That's a good segue Dollhouse Oh Dollhouse is a great example of that
0: Dollhouse is a very strong He was a boldy all along
1: Yeah and he And he turns out to be A dickbag
0: Although doesn't he turn out To be not really then In the end That he was uh, he He did have humanity's interest in That we're talking about Boyd Oh yeah Boyd the Boyd. the bodyguard, yeah, he turns out to be the leader of. And Boyd was the a time.
1: That, that was a great that was a great uh, double bluff there because everybody really loved Boyd. Boyd was such a beloved character. Yeah. He was like a real protector, real this, real that. My goodness, that was
0: a twist. That was a twist. I that really forgot about Dollhouse. That spooked us out completely. Yeah, we like, it, it, oh. it was like
1: no, not, not Boyd. Boyd. Anyone but Boyd. Not Boyd. That's happened a few times though. Uh, Whedon, Whedon does that. It's uh, like he plays with that trope along, like Mal's wife and Firefly. The Captain's Wife That episode Where well, Christina, Christina Hendricks, Hendricks. Tried, num, num,
0: Nom 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 Would you settle down Nom 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 Settled.
1: down num, 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 settled, num. Oh, Turns out Mick was a boldy All along <laughs> um, Was a good
0: episode Yeah um, But again was that was a, a very That's a very brief twist Yeah, yeah. She's a, You only think she's you, uh, I mean the crew never Thinks she's good
1: That's true The crew was always like Nah Nah get her out of here this is bullshit. Obviously evil, um, but yeah. So you see that a couple of times. It pops up here and there in the Whedon verse. But yeah, that's a good one. Is um, Boyd is a very good Boyd is a me. great shout on that one. That didn't even they didn't even occur to me. One of the ones that affected me massively when I was younger was from the Last Crusade in Indiana Jones. Bloody sexy Doctor Elsa turned out to be a Nazi all along. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Sean Connery puts it very aptly. She talks in her sleep, <laughs> and then Indiana Jones realizes that she slept with both him. And his father. Yeah. (laughs) That's a very uncomfortable moment for Indiana Jones. You didn't like that when that happened. (laughs) No. No. In the film? In the film. Not in real
0: life. Uh, It hasn't happened in real life yet. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. Um, Here's a good one from Comics, Ben. Go on. Probably an iconic one. And, Ben, the best thing is we get to talk about Invincible again. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because... It seems so long ago now but the reveal that Omni-Man, Omni-Man, if he was from the north side of Dublin was a bully all along. Was quite a twist back in the day if you remember. Yeah,
1: well, we 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 had we had a Superman complex. We thought he was going to be bloody Clark Kent with a mustache. Yeah, and yeah. we
0: were just watching Superboy growing up under the auspices of Superman and then all of a sudden, here's a bloody twist for you. He was a baddie the whole time, Ben. Pretty bloody, bloody twist as well, like and a very bloody uh, twist yeah. and then he killed all those Justice Leaguey guys and then he punched your punches on Son about a bit. Yeah, that was a real dickbag move. Although they very quickly und- undid
1: it. Well, then he had his whole redemption arc for the next... 100
0: however episodes. However many issues. Yeah. yeah,
1: however many issues came after that. There's been quite a few of those as well, though. I remember the character Bulletproof and in Invincible as well. Yeah. He murdered his own brother and oh, yeah. parents he and was, stuff like that. He that, was always a bit of a... He was an accidental villain all along, though. I yeah. think he just had a, a hard-knock life and then kind of mistakenly smashed people about. He was pretending to be his own twin brother all along. Mm. Um. That was weird That was an interesting twist Boyd is a good
0: one I'm still shook
1: Yeah Boyd is a good one That was one yeah. yeah Yeah that was weird Because we spent so much time Investing ourselves in I think that's probably What makes a good Twist villain Is someone that Audience members Or readers Or consumers Of that culture Have really invested in Or has become A fan favourite Or You know It's just clicked With that person
0: was, was Mysterio Really a good example then Because everybody knew He was the baddie
1: That's not true they did. That's that's not true. Every comic book fan, yeah, knew that Mysterio was a villain. But remember, a lot of people's experience of Marvel is the MCU. Mm. They don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have any kind of background for the villains that pop up, and people tend to trust Jake Gyllenhaal. He's got a very trustable face, a very
0: trustworthy face. Uh, in Alien, Ben, yes, Ash the robot was very helpful, right up until we figured out that he was. Um, just there trying to experiment Experimenting Yes That's yeah. a good Ash voice actually Oh, oh okay. Was that an accident? It <laughs> was an accident happy, and then, happy little accident And then they had Paul Reiser in, in Aliens 2 Bloody Reiser He was a bit dodgy Like you could tell he was going to be the bad guy all along He was a snake oil salesman That's not why I'm coming in No he wasn't a snake oil salesman Ben He wanted to impregnate all of the crew with a, evil alien eggs and bring them back to Earth Not great That's much worse than selling snake oil Yeah it is um, actually They they, uh, they reversed that trope, Ben in Stranger Things, Stranger Things season two, by casting him as the seemingly slimy scientist who turned out not to be slimy, out he's
1: not that bad, which I
0: thought was quite clever. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I forgot that was Paul Reiser. Yeah, you I... you wanted to say Ben there about Samurai Jack?
1: Oh, I did actually. That's true. Um, like that's been played with a few times. Where um, I think one of the things that you need to make this job work is kind of the naive hero or mm-hmm. the trusting hero, and and you'll see that a lot in Japanese culture. I think a lot more than um in western comic books but when a hero starts out certainly in an anime cycle or in a in a uh manga cycle they they find a mentor and they assume this person is good but they're often very easily fooled yeah. by a villain who decides to take advantage of their young and naive nature um not in a creepy way but in a <laughs> get what they want way not in um, a real fan way not a- oh <laughs> It says wolf on my business card. There's no hiding in sheep's clothing, Michael. I can't find a pelt to fit. Um, But yeah, so you'll you'll see that quite a bit um, as we go through things like that. I think it's an interesting trope and the naive hero often plays a part. But the one that I thought exemplified it the best was Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is is a fantastic uh, TV series. Just amazing. Even the season four Adult Swim version, I think, was an absolute masterpiece of a series but there's one Mm. particular um, episode called I think it's called The Swordsman or The Swordswoman I can't remember The Scotsman no, The Scotsman is a great episode though Let's just we, talk about that We should definitely break down the entire sea. We should definitely do a Samurai Jack episode Because okay. there's so many different cross-cultural yeah, tropes And stuff like that it. that we could break down Now? Uh, we we'll do, uh, probably next week We're short on time Or the week after But Samurai Jack uh, and this episode Follows the exploits of Jack Having met his kind of equal in a female form mm-hmm. um, Would well, you settle down, mm-hmm. Michael? Mm-hmm. Jesus Nom, 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 nom oh. Go on, yeah, go on and he trusts her all through the episode, and she helps him reach what he wants. But then, what a twist! It turns out it was a coup all along. Was it a coup or a splinter of a coup? It's a splinter of a coup, but it's the same principle. Mm. But I think what what really stings in that one, Michael, a bloody KGB. Um, is that Samurai Jack thought he had found uh, right the neck an ally, yeah, uh, for the first time in a long time, Aww. and it breaks his little heart because Samurai Jack is eternally trusting. He believes in the best in humanity and doesn't actually see the villains. Um, and that's what made season 10 so interesting because we repeat, or season 4 so interesting because we repeat that dynamic. But this time, Jack has become world weary and jaded and doesn't trust people anymore. And then he meets, oh, I'm going to forget her name. Asami, is it? A, no, that's the other. That's Avatar The Last Airbender. Aza, um who is a daughter of Aku and he can't trust her. But she actually turns out to be a good egg all along. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Look, should sure look, should sure listen. It's a fascinating trope. What were some of the twists that traumatized you <laughs> as young people? Uh, not in your real lives, in your no, pop culture consumption. Don't tell consumption. Us about that. Don't say uh, that because we know people are real bad. We don't want to uh, hear that. We don't need to hear any of that. Um, but we'd really love to hear, do you have any good inversions of the trope where people turned out to be good eggs all along? For example, Professor Snape from the Harry Potter series.
0: Oh, um, back and forth the whole so time.
1: That's an owl inversion. Um, do you think J.K. Rowling didn't know what she was doing and just decided <laughs> at the end? I think that's what it was. But um, yeah, let us know what you thought down below. If you want to get in touch with us or if you want to hear anything um, that we talk about. What's her name? Oh, the that's the, her. But uh, um, Ashy. Ashy. There you go. Uh, so it's not Azza it's No, I- Ikra. Mm I can't remember Ash-y. anyway.
0: Anyway one of them is actually one of them is Ikra. One of them is the one who's his actual daughter and one of them is the one who's just him in a disguise.
1: Yeah, the one who's green is the one he's in the disguise. He's disguise. Yeah, should
0: have known. Should have
1: known. Again, not he's necessarily a baddie all in... along, but he, it's a green person. He's
0: in a disguise. He should yeah.
1: have bloody known, Samurai Jack. Anyway, get in touch with us. What shocked you in your pop culture viewing? We are our like website. a sexy bastard, isn't he? Look at him. Um, there. No he's though. a very handsome man. Uh, Sean Rebug. Uh, dot com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. We're on Instagram. You can get in touch with us there. We're also on Facebook. If you haven't had enough Michael and Benjamin's podcast this week, take a look uh, and hang on for Wednesday where we drop our new Collecting Issues but podcast.
0: But on a different, uh, different provider, Ben. That's on Podbean. We're on a
1: different. Uh, it's on Podbean. Um, and you can check that out. We are we will be reviewing East of West, the 2013 ongoing series from Image Comics with Jonathan Hicks. Is it still ongoing? And Nick Grotter. Yeah, it's on oh. issue 41 of 46. Oh, um, yeah it's not over yet and um, yeah you can hear more of us there where we discuss the wonderful post-apocalyptic western there or
0: is it wonderful Ben
1: well we'll find out you'll have to listen on Wednesday <laughs> I think you could have spent your load a bit there there's the hook
0: um, anyway talk to you bye bye